everybody welcome to player to player our weekly show here at nerdy northerners where we talk about all the weekly gaming news and we also talk about one major point of discussion nearing the end portion of our show tonight we're going to be talking about the playstation 5 reveal that went on last week and joining me for the discussion today is uh my co-host wes unfortunately we're missing our other two danny this guy down here is ill and our other gentleman will is part of the frontline workers and uh he's doing his due diligence there so uh thank you all for that um yes it's just gonna be the two of us today wes this is gonna be a little bit of a back and forth we're gonna be able to we got the floor uh you know, there's almost too much all right there's almost too much room in here but this is gonna be good so uh, at the beginning of every episode, what we do is we talk about the weekly gaming news and little snippets, just giving you our ideas on them. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with that right away. And uh, I'm not sure if you're an old Halo fan or not, but Bungie has a new IP that they are going to be coming out with. And they are going to be say, they say that it's going to be comedic based and it's going to be featuring whimsical characters, according to a job listing that they posted. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, like an accidental posting. You know, the thing is, I've always found Bungie to have that kind of comedy throughout their games. I mean, you look at Sergeant Johnson throughout the Halo series. You're looking at, you know, a few other characters. Destiny had had them as well. Um, you know, all, very ton-in-cheek. Less whimsical. I haven't really seen whimsical characters out of Bungie as much. But... Yeah. Bungie? Whimsical? I mean... Uh, no, it's just, uh... Yeah, oh, it, I mean, yeah, yeah uh, there's a job listing um, that, the, like, Bungie's looking to, to make a new project, a new AP, and it's uh, going to be comedic-based and, again, uh, featuring whimsical characters. Nothing. I'm pretty sure Bungie did Marathon back in the day, and that was almost like a Doom, Doom-esque kind of game, I believe. Um, yeah, I never played it myself either. What was it? Okay. Ah, so Halo Wars. <laughs> so StarCraft, yeah, that's where they're going. Well, hopefully we'll see something soon at a Bungie on that note. Um, moving on to our next one, though. Uh, a little bit of a crisis over at Nintendo. They have another 140,000 accounts that have been added to the 160 account, uh, 160,000 accounts that they had initially said back in April had been compromised. So now we're sitting at a total of 300,000 accounts compromised over on Nintendo's uh, uh, user network. Uh, I mean, we've seen this before. Sony's had it. Microsoft's had it. Uh, now it's Nintendo's turn. What do you think?
user account, uh, user account information, passwords, and credit card information. Ah, uh, it was encrypted. So, yeah. Oh, uh oh. Did I not click that? Damn it. There we go. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Ah! Um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's just kind of the it's it's unfortunate just kind of the the cost of doing business. Um, it, it's at, at least they're kind of appearing to be up upfront and honest, transparent about it, um, which is mo more than we can say for for some breaches that happen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they they're able to put the resources in, close up these holes that are being used to access them for this information, and and kind of better secure it in the future. And hopefully things are not too awful for those affected by uh by these breaches yeah it, it is really unfortunate when i mean you almost can't avoid it like you know like you were saying the cost of doing business and being such a big big business of that you simply have a target on your back absolutely absolutely um i mean the i think the sony one was a big wake-up call mm -hmm. as far as how bad it could be um but I mean, it's it's not as though it's stopped. These these things continue to happen outside of gaming and that sort of thing. You hear about breaches all the time. Uh, there are certainly resources out there that will help you track down whether or not your information has been compromised. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, if, if uh, you're concerned about those sorts of things, definitely look into those. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, having any kind of online presence, you're you're going to be opened up to to this. Uh, this potential yeah world we live in yeah so hopefully we'll be able to uh or hopefully soon we'll be able to travel to other planets like in no man's sky because it's about to get cross play across all platforms uh yeah. i know it just went to the xbox uh pass or mm -hmm. uh, uh as part of that and that's probably a huge part of why it's going to a cross play um i mean the, the timing is, is is at least coincidental so what are your thoughts on that? No Man's Sky, a game that, to me, when it first came out, had so much promise. And I said two months prior, this game's going to fail. Because there's not enough of this game I've seen. I haven't seen any gameplay. I've been told, 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 told what this game is. But I haven't seen anything about what this game is. And it's it's just, wow. That's just, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That That game was just a disaster at launch. That was not... That was not anything closer to to what they they promised. I I have not actually played that game. I actually just uh just downloaded it through uh, Xbox Game Pass yesterday or something like that to to check it out. Um, but I watched a lot of Twitch streams when it when it first launched, and yeah. man, that was just it was nothing like they were talking. Um, it was it, it like yeah, it it was just blatantly false advertising as as much as I hate to just throw that out, but that's yeah. basically what it was. Um, that being said, though, uh, I, I do have to credit Hello Games with what they've done to, like, they, they, they put their heads in the sand and base, well, not in the sand, just, like, put their heads down and got to work on making that game better. Yeah. Uh, and from all signs, they, they have reached a level where that, that game is more or less what they they had put out there before um maybe not entirely uh but certainly closer than it was at launch uh so i definitely have to give them credit for for sticking with that and, and doing that uh as far as crossplay goes crossplay is awesome i it, it, it should be in every multiplayer as far as i'm concerned i can't see a reason not to do it mm -hmm. other than you know sony not letting you right Speaking of, speaking of crossplay, uh, Chivalry 2, a game that's been exclusively to PC for a while, is now getting a console release and crossplay support. Nice, yeah. nice. Is that coming to, to both consoles? To PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, that's that's great. Uh, you know, like the the more games that that kind of that reach these other platforms and let everybody play together is is all the better in my book um you know i, I i'm a fan of games not of the platforms yeah. um i mean the platforms are great those are what i play them on but i want the games to be good those are the those are what draw me to the platform in the first place 
and not having to choose like hey all my friends are playing it over here mm-hmm. so i gotta buy it on this it, you know if i just want to sit on my couch and play on the ps4 and i can still play with my friends on pc awesome yeah uh i, I personally have never really been a part of the console wars even though i've you know I, I play primarily on xbox i've always like i bought a playstation 3 just to play the last of us and then i bought a bunch right. of other titles to that and i was like you know what I'm gonna add all these and start playing all these other ones. You know, way back then. Um, yeah, cross. The only thing I've the only thing I ever worry about crossplay is in certain games where PC just has that absolute advantage, and you know, then then it just takes in. You know, I mean, it begins to make the irrelevancy of consoles, or at least the you know, in a competitive sense, it's like, well, you can't as a console gamer compete with a PC gamer. Almost. Sure, in something like a first-person yeah. shooter or something like that. Yeah, in some ways, not. I mean, games like Civ or games like, you know, like Civ Six isn't isn't uh, is not cross-play though. It should be, and that'd be a game that'd be nice to. No Man's Sky and these other ones. Chivalry Two is another game that's, you know, it's interesting that they're gonna get the cross-play on it. And uh, um, again, with, with the PC, could could you could see maybe a PC dominance with that kind of a game, but. I've really been looking forward to playing Chivalry 2. It's a game I've uh, unfortunately not had the pleasure of playing yet, but maybe I'll get around to playing it now that it's going to be at least at least cross-play. Um, yeah, very excited for that one. Um, have you ever heard of the game 13? Yeah. It's getting a remake. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was an old, old PS2 cel-shaded game when that was all the rage. So I've actually... And it was on GameCube as well. I've actually never played 13. You want to uh, take the lead on that one? It was a like first person like um sort of noir style uh shooter. Um I, the the big thing I remember about the time at the time when it was released is they made a big push for saying like hey, the main character is voiced by David Duchovny. So you got your like X-Files fans and that sort of thing. You, you want the, this is David Duchovny voicing the main character in 13. Um it it looked very cool. They were they definitely had like uh obviously cell shaded so it had that comic book sort of look, but they also added a lot of that that same comic book sort of visual aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Uh visual flair to it to really make it feel like you like you're you were playing a comic book. Um one that I was definitely surprised to hear that they were making a remake of because while it was, uh, you know, cool and, and that sort of thing, it, it certainly didn't strike me as a game that had like this big cult following or anything like that, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. It didn't seem like it's been a standout title. I know I've seen it bounced around my store. Uh, uh, I think I've got it for either $9.99 or $12.99 complete in box sure. black label. Yep. And I look forward to it though. It reminds me of uh, L.A. Noir. I mean, Lily, you're, you're saying cell shaded sure. and you know noir theme. I mean, um, it, yeah, it reminds me of that. I mean, that artistic style. So I'm actually really looking forward to playing that one. And and we don't have enough games that really use that that style. Mm-hmm. Like we've got like L.A. Noir. We've got that. We've got uh, Max Payne, uh, and that's about it. Um, there's probably a few indie titles here and there that, that kind of still make use of that style, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a genre that, you know, is prime for video game shenanigans. You know, another one, I think that, uh, in ways, not like specifically, but in ways are actually the Batman series. They have a very noir style to them. Um, Speaking of them, uh, Rocksteady, NetherRealm, and other Warner Bros. studios are reportedly up for sale. Uh, AT&T is looking to perhaps sell off Warner Bros. Uh, Entertainment, uh, the gaming division of it. And these studios are now up for sale. Could we see these studios being nabbed up by either Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft? What do you think, Wes? So from what I've heard, um, the the companies really interested in this are uh, EA, uh, Activision, Take Two, Ubisoft, and I believe Bethesda. So everybody but one. those two. <laughs> everybody but but the first party, yeah. Um, Interesting. I, it's um, it, like AT and T's in in a lot of debt, uh, so this 
makes sense from the standpoint of um you know uh of cash these things out make a quick buck yeah um so you know from that standpoint it, it makes sense from the standpoint of someone who really likes uh mortal combat uh i i'm a little concerned by it falling into you know hands. activision's hands oh, no. or hey i don't like this even bethesda at this point man i i don't want to see a mortal kombat 76 is basically what i'm saying right like, it, it, it it yeah it, there's there's parts of this that make me real nervous um so i hope that certain aspects of this can kind of get out from under that. Maybe NetherRealm can kind of go independent. Who knows? And just sign like publishing deals as opposed to being outright owned. Now, so I mean, Mortal Kombat is is and is the best selling game every year it comes out. Yeah. So it, they are not cash strapped by any stretch. No. No. Um, so I yeah, it, there's there's definitely some interesting ones in there. Uh, Rocksteady, of course, they they made those Batman games, but who the hell knows what they're working on these days? And they were so good of games. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Their their last game, they, what was it? Uh, Arkham Knight came out in 2015. Mm -hmm. What are they working on? I don't even know. They they there's nothing. There's radio silence from them. Yeah. You know. So, isn't now I'm not sure how it works with CD Projekt Red, but I'm pretty sure C, the CD Projekt Red, who develops the Witcher series, was The Witcher Three not released under Warner Bros. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna I have could, to go. I'm gonna go get my yeah, I'm like, I think they were. You have to fact check that one. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure because CD Projekt Red also runs GOG, so they really? have. They have a revenue stream just based on that. CD Project uh, CD Project Red is the uh, creators of GOG. It, yeah, they're good old games. Okay. Yeah, that and I, again, I could be wrong. I could be completely making things up, but that that was my understanding. Is that's that's where a lot of their money comes from. Is they straight up have a storefront. Yeah. Okay. So. I I really but, feel like it was done by Warner Bros. I I, I swear that WB's on the front of it, but. Yeah, I'll have to double check that. Yeah, I have it on PC, and I don't think it was there, but maybe on the the console release or something like that, maybe. they had a hand in that. Because CD Projekt Red might not have those uh, those business ties to get manufacturing done and distribution done on a like a physical level. Mm -hmm. So I, that I don't know. Yeah, I'd look into that. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I there's there. I I am I'm worried about yeah. how gonna go uh because i i i'm a big batman fan and i'm a big mortal Kombat fan and uh those are both at stake in in this they are i'm really surprised although at the same time with, with that microsoft and sony not being involved or nintendo not even being involved nintendo i can see not really being involved these are very m um, you know mature rated studios um, I can see maybe Sony and Microsoft not being involved in this because the they oh, these studios are already developers of multi-platform titles, and I mean Microsoft ended up purchasing Minecraft and that has done very well for them. But again, like Minecraft is also multi-platform, so um, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean Microsoft made a big push for buying a bunch of indie studios mm. um, over the last few years, so. I I could see an argument where maybe they just don't have the the cash to pursue something like a Rocksteady or a NetherRealm. Yeah. Because th those are much bigger than you know, um, uh, Double Fine and that kind of thing. Imagine a Dishonored style Batman. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we got we got to no, we got to make this happen, man. Right. Right. Yeah. Like how? Yeah, I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm I'm all right with that. So, I man, re really, all I want in a Batman game next is I want one where I can roam around the city like I can in Spider-Man. Only there's still people in the city. Yeah, that's all I want is there to still be people in Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, not, like, where where'd everybody go? There's nobody here, just the bad guys. Yeah, no, we got everybody out. It's just bad guys now, guy. I, I, yeah, have yeah. fun. Okay. Yeah. I'd even like to be able to walk around as Bruce Wayne during the day. You know, maybe have that. 
you know yeah do some bruce yeah. wayne missions Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to your business yeah. meeting i'll do that exactly. sure. <laughs> let me uh moving on though we got the pc gaming show 2020 has gone on revealing a ton of titles uh coming to the pc uh lots of indie studios and uh even major ones uh one of the ones that i watched was the uh, mafia being showcased um were you able to catch that i actually wasn't able to catch that myself i i didn't i i thought of it a few days ago and i thought i gotta remember to check that out and then in one in one ear and out of my mind kind of thing yeah a bunch of titles though um if you haven't already checked it out uh make sure you go check that out on youtube we'll be doing that ourselves probably for the next few days get ourselves caught up on that did, did they have any announcement from from the Baldur's Gate people or anything like that? There was another trailer. Uh, Baldur's Gate three oh, did okay. receive another trailer. Okay. Very gameplay featured uh, or gameplay oh. showing. Um, uh, should, no, not gameplay, maybe showing. Or I guess it would be good gameplay showing, but from angles that made it look more cinematic. So they were okay. It looked good though. Um, like I'm in a, the engine, but not gameplay. Yeah. Or oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, along those lines. But like they were showcasing how it, like some of the combat would look, just at angles that would make it look like it wasn't part of the game. But I think it was in, in areas. Okay. Like they had okay. a person jumping down from the bottom, and like I've played the Divinity series. So Larian Studios uh, are the developers behind uh, uh, Divinity and Divinity Two. Um, right. Both of them are tremendous games. And Divinity 2 actually just received some free DLC. I was actually going to bring that up in a little bit, but I might as well talk about it now. Uh, yep. Divinity 2 Original Sin has new DLC out right now, quests and some other items that they've added for you to go and play as part of the uh, PC gaming show. And that's just a free kind of cool update. You don't really get those very often from companies without you forking out money. And there's four armors to, uh, uh, four pieces of armor to go after. And if you know anything about these games, um the combat is slow but it's fun and each of these i would probably say you're looking at at least two to three hours of gameplay going after these armors and for free dlc yeah it's not too bad you know, yeah it's not bad at all right it's not bad at you all know, um yeah like there and, and most of it is chewed up in combat so it's not like you're just breezing through in a story or anything like that so obviously it would be a little bit more condensed down that way but the way the combat works out i'm really excited Really excited. Um, you were watching me there for a bit. I was going through the Baldur's Gate, uh, you know, uh, Baldur's Gate series, and really enjoyed playing those. But I, I, I'm more looking forward to the Larian Studios taking over and having their combat system in. The the way it flowed, so much better. I feel. Yeah, like it, from from their announcement of Baldur's Gate three, like when they announced they were working on it, um, it, it really seemed like. The, the last two Divinity games um, had really cemented them as the, the, the choice to make Baldur's Gate 3. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It, it seems like the time and it seems like the, the right team to, to jump on that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I enjoyed watching you play through. I was kind of hoping that you, you would also do uh, uh, Planescape Torment and maybe, um, uh, what's the other one? Icewind Dale. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna float that out there. Nice. You know, maybe you pick that up at some point. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. Well, just you... I'm just saying words out loud. That's that's what I'm here for. Well, just so you know, I actually happen to have, um, I have Icewind Dale for the Xbox, and okay. I have Dungeons and Dragons Heroes for the Xbox. Both games I would love to play. Uh, the ones at co-op. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons Heroes? I think so. I, one. I'm not sure. <laughs> now that I, the 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 name immediately rang rang a bell, but I could not place it in any way. I can't I can't picture anything of it. That'll definitely be one we're gonna. I'll, I'll have to go over at least show you for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So what we're I, gonna I do would here? Be, I would definitely watch that. Oh, sorry. Here, uh, what we're gonna do? We got Alex. Alex is gonna be joining us. He is from Game On. Uh, Unfortunately, with Danny and Will out tonight, we did ask Alex if he could join in, and he is ready. So we're going to take a quick little break here, switch over to allow Alex to get in, and then we're going to do uh, two more of our news snippets before we jump into the meaty topic of tonight, which is the PS5 reveal. So in just a few minutes, we'll be back. Thanks for tuning in so far, folks, and we'll see you then.
everybody welcome back to play to player our weekly show here in nerdy northerners where we talk about all the weekly gaming news as well as a major topic for discussion at the end of every night and joining us now we have alex how's it going everybody sorry i don't look my sunday best but whatever it's COVID look right fortunately uh we had danny sick and will is uh as a frontline worker he is currently working the fight um, so we brought Alex in to join us for the PlayStation 5 reveal uh, discussion. And so before we get into that, though, we are going to talk about two small little news bits that we wanted to quickly touch on uh, that we would have just prior. Um, so today was a pretty interesting day. We had two major things revealed. Um, one is a game that's already out it's called Fortnite, and it had an event today known as The Device. Um, Basically, the beginning of season three. If you would have not already watched the device video, head over to YouTube. It's on there. But basically, uh, for those who have been playing Fortnite, they had a. Uh, basically, the agency got all fucked up. There's a bunch of electromagnetic shit that happened. And now the entire map, other than right around where the agency is, so like just the middle, is uh, flooded with water. So. Wow. What do you think, Wes? Uh, I I mean I I think it's uh, I I don't I don't play Fortnite. I I'm familiar with it. I understand it and that sort of thing. But um, I I I definitely have to say like they are doing some really cool things with a formula that they could have just stuck with, like none of the seasonal stuff and none of that, and just left it with battle royale and and just kind of coasted, but. I gotta give them credit. They've really, really stepped up their game and done like some crazy shit with that game. Yeah. Like when that game like went down for three days, like purposefully went down. I I was like, what are you have the biggest game in the world and you have shut it down for all intents and purposes. Like that game was shut down and I you know it it I I definitely marvel at some of the the crazy shit they're willing to to do in that game that just any any other any other publisher developer that sort of thing would just not have the guts to do so i i I give them full credit for going just absolutely crazy with this stuff what do you think alex i do have to agree with wes on that statement you took you got a developer for fortnite that tries to keep everything fresh tries to make things obviously not vanilla you want to make it more flavorful so every season has a different chapter to it and they try to beat what they've previously done for features so i give credit to the developers of fortnite for keeping the game fresh and adding new content for a free game i'm very impressed with what they have to offer every season every year or anything yeah it is really incredible uh we got a quick question real quick i'll, I'll answer brian and bottles in our uh uh, Twitch chat asks, why did they take it down? Server maintenance? No, they took it down because they were switching seasons. They went from season one to season two, and in that time of going between the seasons, they shut down their game on purpose for a complete marketing plan to get everybody to talk about it. All the kids were screaming. Chaos was everywhere. I, I got my game store mom and dad's coming in. What's wrong with Fortnite? What's wrong with Fortnite? I can't play Fortnite. I can't play Fortnite. Internet blew up because I couldn't play Fortnite, and it worked. Everyone was talking about Fortnite. What happened to Fortnite? Fortnite was everywhere, and that's exactly what they wanted to do, and they did it. it, it it's it's brilliant. Speaking of which, uh, and we talked about them earlier today. Bungie actually took a page, in my opinion, right out of Fortnite's book. The other week, oh, they yeah. ran their own live event in game, kind of trying along those same lines where a big event happens. Come log in, players. Something's happening. Woo. What was the event exactly from uh, Bungie? Was uh, it was in Destiny 2. I, I, I'm i not too familiar. I'm not actually playing Destiny 2 right now, but I know they did. I think did that was have... the launch of the uh, the Season of Arrivals. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a, a new expansion coming out this fall uh, called Beyond New Light. Uh, not 100% sure on that name. Um, but yeah, it, it involves uh, an alien sort of approaching various planets and that kind of thing so they started an event and yo they've got their ships in the sky and that kind of thing so it's 
starting to do this this what's going on who are these mm -hmm. like what is this what's happening um and that's all just kind of like part of their their free updates so if you're just playing the game that shit is just there yeah, it's and pretty you're right, crazy the beyond light you're right thank you yeah it's pretty crazy they're doing that so last thing for tonight and this is one that's been asked to be talked about already Star Wars Squadrons has been officially revealed uh, a new upcoming 5 vs 5 multiplayer where uh, they're going to have space battles and a single player story. This game is being developed by EA and uh, I believe Motive and it's not going to be $79.99 in the fall. It's going That's to be $49.99 Canadian is what we're looking at. That's a surprise. I guess does that mean it's smaller? <laughs> does that mean it's multiplayer only? There I mean, is it's five v five. Is that it? Is there a story mode? So is this not uh, the next Tie X Wing versus Tie Fighter? There is a a single player story. Shit. Okay. A single player story, five versus five multiplayer online battles where the main concept is um, you're going to be uh, trying to destroy the other person's ship. Or you're also going to be engaged in dogfights, going for the most kills. Have they set um, like a, a a time frame for this? Uh, to come out October, October, November. No, no, sorry, like a like a time frame in the movies. Um, I guess it's set oh, time around frame. the events of yeah, yeah, yeah. Time I think line, it's I after six. After six, okay. Yeah. Between okay. six, six and nine. Sure. The Galactic sure. Empire has been shattered, and. Uh, the new I, republic I, okay yeah that seems like a good place to put this mm -hmm. i i'm okay i i'm very i'm very interested hearing this the the price and that kind of thing is interesting uh i know it's got vr support on on pc and ps4 so hopefully that pans out the way i want it to because man like eight-year-old me is like jumping up and down mm -hmm. somewhere so um yeah, I mean that's it's it's super exciting. It's it's always nice to see like an exciting Star Wars product because you know it, it, there there's been a time where that was not something to get excited about. Yeah, almost like the last ten years ever since uh, they had the Force Unleashed two and the Kotor series coming out. Besides that, uh, yeah, yeah, basically. So uh, no, it's not it's not nine. It's it's six. To, it's between or it's after six. So I think like the Galactic six, Empire has been shattered. The New so Republic after six before seven. So after Return of the yeah. Jedi and before the Force Awakens. Yes, yeah. So I don't know why I said nine. Sorry, I, I meant in between six and seven. Uh, sure. Yeah, like the Galactic Empire shattered. The New Republic's yeah. rising, forming. Um. And yeah. Sorry, that, that would Sorry. be where I would I would want that to be. Yeah, it, it, like either there or just before six, I guess. <laughs> First, Jake says it's between six and nine, and something about rising. Get your mind out of the gutter, man. Come on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nice. All right, so we're gonna be moving on to our main topic of tonight, uh, and this is our main point of the discussion. It's the PlayStation 5 reveal. Last week we saw Sony finally unveil the PlayStation 5 system. It's games that are going to be coming with it and some other information. Or, hold on real quick. Sorry. Alex, I think I'm getting a little bit of uh, feedback from you there. Sorry, I'll mute my microphone when you're talking. No worries. Um, so yeah, so the PlayStation 5 had, was revealed last week. Uh, we saw hardware, we saw games, and we still have some questions. So let's start with the hardware first. Uh, we obviously have the imagery that we know of, uh, double-sided, collared. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to describe. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's futuristic looking. It has the two, you know, the, the two white boards either side. They're curved. It has the sleek middle uh, black part, which is the, the main part of the console. Um, there's also a disc version and a discless version. Um, so on that note, between the discless and the disc, what are your guys' thoughts? I'm going to go with Alex first. To be honest with you, I used to want to have the physical copy of the discs. I'm sorry, the game itself. But 
now I'm at the point of I'd rather much have a much bigger hard drive in my system and download it onto my hard drive. That way it's less clutter in my closet or my bookshelf or what have you, and it's in my hard drive. Granted, I know someone in this chat is going to say, but it's not the same. They might revoke your license and take the game away when you paid for it. I have yet to experience that, but I don't believe that that would happen. In my, in my case, I don't think it's going to happen to me. No, for sure. What do you think, Wes? Um, I, I, I wasn't too surprised to, to see two versions of the system. Um, I mean, it, it's definitely a change from you know their, their stance going into the PlayStation 4. Um, but that being said, I, I mean, I, I've mentioned this before that while, you know, we're not there yet, I, I do firmly believe that at a certain point in the future, we're going to just have, a, it, it's just going to be digital and that's going to be it. Um, we're not there yet. So this seems like a reasonable place to, to start, mm -hmm. um, to, to make that change. Uh, I, I would imagine that Sony does not expect the the digital edition to outsell the the disc based version um and if they do that would be uh unwise i would think um but yeah i i i feel like we'll probably get a generation or two of this sort of thing uh until those numbers start to reflect more that that people just want the digital mm -hmm. side of it more than they actually want the physical so um yeah, I think I think at a certain point it'll it'll go the other way, but until we actually hit that tipping point where more people are buying just digital versions of games and only buying that digital console, then we're we're still gonna have a disc based version of the console. Yeah. I, I it's kinda weird. I uh I'd I'd originally thought a couple weeks ago, um I'm not even sure if I might have mentioned this on on our first episode here, um, speaking of it, but I I thought that they were looking to, they may end up, or I, I figured that they may end up wanting to do two different systems at the launch, potentially based off everything that was going on, whether or not production was going to be an issue. Um, yeah, as opposed to, I mean, I, just making that straight digital edition because the Xbox uh, uh, 1D, which is the discless version, it hasn't done too well. Um, yeah, it, it got launched, at a, it has a lower price point, uh, it doesn't have any larger memory, um, which is, I mean, that's a whole other topic there. I mean, with the PlayStation 5 disc version, there is the potential for them to put in more memory. But, I mean, even even looking at the two designs, it literally just looks like the trays just one has the tray and one doesn't have the tray, which makes me think that they're going to be going with how Xbox did it with the Xbox One kind of family of consoles. You've got the X, you've got the S, you've got the D. Yep. <sighs> gotta get Anyways, that D. You gotta get that D. <laughs> uh, but I, I have a question just about like, sorry to just like interrupt just real quick. As, as, as someone who, who, who works on the, the retail side of things, do people actually know about that digital edition of the Xbox? Like, are they even aware of it? When someone comes in and they're like, I want to buy an Xbox One X, are they even aware that there's a version of it that has no disk drive? You know, they are. Uh, we ended up, I think I sold like one, maybe okay. two. I okay. mean, like, you know, I almost don't want to offer it, but just as a store, you know, you have to be competitive and offer the selection. Um, you know, it's it's kind of... There's, there is a bit of a loss in ways without having a disc tray because you simply lose, especially on the Xbox side of things here, um, like with the backwards compatibility with, with the Xbox D, with Xbox One D console, you took out Xbox 360 backwards compatibility and Xbox backwards compatibility with the $70 price cut. And now you can't play your movies and you can't play physical games. To me, that's a huge loss or $70. You can't play any Xbox games, any Xbox 360 games that were backwards compatible. And then, you know, um, just too, too much, too, too much of a loss um, to, to, to bear in mind. Having, again, again, discs, movies, DVDs can't play, Blu-rays can't play. And the Xbox One S system is actually 
a 4K Blu-ray player. So, I mean, for $70 difference, because the uh, Xbox, uh, the Xbox Series, uh, the Xbox One S was $379.99, and the Xbox One D was $299.99. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I was just kind of curious, like yeah. if, if people were even aware of it. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, we we can get back to the the PS Five oh, and that. Well, but, but. Well, it's, well, it's interesting. I mean, so like, I, just you know, just on that, just sticking on that, actually, um, you know, them not putting in that disc tray kind of confirms a couple things. Um, they are not as he- they are not as dedicated towards backwards compatibility as Microsoft is. Microsoft with the Xbox Series X system is claiming same thing that they did with the Xbox One. You can play your Xbox games. You can play your Xbox 360 games. You can play your Xbox One games. You know um, that that whole collection sitting on your wall. If you didn't already trade it in, you can now play it or those games. You can you can now go and rebuy those games. You can re-add them to your collection. Um, I mean, you probably would be able to buy them physically as, or digitally as well. Um, you, know, you know, purchase digital files, and some of them might end up being cheaper than buying physical copies of some of these games. So that you know, there is that, and it could also help drive down the price on some of the retro games. But um, I have yet to see Xbox showcase a system of this tray. And I think that's interesting to note that Xbox did it in the previous generation, and has not so far came out and said that they're doing it this one they've got that they've got that distray yeah that's true and i think like from from sony's presentation um which i overall i I thought it was a good presentation i mean they they showed some games i saw gameplay i i some of the choice of games seemed a little interesting um but yeah there was very little said about what the system can do mm-hmm. you know like what what is new in psn going into to playstation 5 is there any new features for for psn or playstation plus or playstation now or anything that that is a reason to get a playstation 5 other than just showing that it, hey it's a 4k blu-ray player i i don't know a whole lot about what else what other like features of the the system are there beyond that the technical deep dive that that they gave um a few months back with with cerny yeah. um you know and, and in terms of their expansion of the 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 storage i thought was a good idea they're just going to stick with the mvme ssds and generally sounds like they're going to try and support as many third-party nvme ssds as they can um which is great um but uh yeah, it's it. I, I I wanted to know more about the system, while also seeing some games, and I didn't quite get enough about the system. I feel. Yeah, there's a lot of details lacking on the actual system itself, but some stuff they did reveal, and some stuff that we already know that there's going to be less than one terabyte of memory. It has less than a one terabyte hard drive again. It looks yep. like 825 gigabytes yeah. of uh, hard drive space. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it, and it's. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a price thing. Yeah, it's definitely. I, yeah, it, it's not, and it's not based on the size of the SSD. It's based on the number of controllers in that SSD. Yeah, uh, most SSDs run four, or eight controllers. This one's got twelve. So this is actually there. There are no SSDs on the market that are like this SSD in the 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 PS5. They will be out by you know the end of the year. Um, but I think, I think that's the big thing is that the, the price of that SSD is probably a lot more than what Microsoft is putting into theirs. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, the, the price points. Cause that's something that we haven't seen from anybody is price. Um, speaking of games though, let's dive into that a little bit because there were a lot of awesome titles that were announced. Um, I'm going to start right off, uh, with the beginning though, because, this was actually something that disappointed me. Um, you name the conference Future of Gaming, and the very first game that is showcased is Grand Theft Auto V, a game from 2013 that is now going to be on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, you remember? I remember when I bought that game when it came out on the Xbox 360, 
and, and it was a great game seven years ago. And yeah, you're going to tell me this is the future of gaming. Here's a game that you played seven years ago. Yeah, it's uh, it was rough. I, uh, you know, I had a really hard time with with it. Um, you know, the thing that I I did a live reaction to this, and the thing that I said to it was that um, it felt like this is like another uh, is it Phil Howard from uh, Phil? Uh, is it? Todd Howard? Todd Howard, yeah. Todd Howard from Bethesda. It's not a Todd Howard moment, just another Skyrim. You know, where, yeah. where, where can we get this game on? Let's put it everywhere. But, I mean, to to to, to uh, Rockstar's defense on that, when your game has made $66 billion, you do whatever the fuck you want with that game. <laughs> Bow down. Skyrim, take notes. Take notes. But right. $66 billion rockstar i thought that they were about to announce gta 6 right when it launched when it that video started and a rockstar logo popped up i was like oh, oh my shit. god it's like my drop like it is it, it can't be a red dead remaster like are you are you guys doing gta 6 is this what you're announcing and then i saw michael and trevor and and that and, and i was like uh Okay. Yeah. Never mind. They even That's had me. That's why you never should get your hopes up, and just until you see the big V I G T A right there, don't hold your breath until you see it. Yeah. I thought I was getting it. <laughs> I is it table tennis two? I would have taken. <laughs> right. So we're gonna go through the big games that came out. There were a lot of a lot, lot, lot to see. Um. We're not going to talk about everything. You can head over to your favorite gaming news site to go and grab all that news. We're just going to talk about the big ones, the big kahunas. I said at the beginning of my uh, live reaction that there were three games that I wanted to see announced. The first was a Gran Turismo because that had already been announced and I, just, I knew that was coming. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see a Horizon 2 and I wanted to see a God of War iteration for the PlayStation 5. We got two of them, and the, and the second one uh, we're going to touch on first, which is Horizon Forbidden West, which is otherwise known as Horizon 2, has been announced. Um, it, it, to me, it looks... Uh, I've never played the first one, and I think this is going to be a better topic for you guys to, to get it on, especially you, Alex. I'm going to hand this one to you first. Horizon Zero Dawn, though. Uh, how'd you enjoy it? haven't really looked into it too too much to be okay. quite honest with you so I, w I would give you an opinion but i did not see all of it so i, w I don't want to lie to you not a problem on there um did you happen to see the trailer halfway halfway but i got distracted with some uh real life stuff really? unfortunately <laughs> what about us um yeah i i played the original um i really enjoyed it uh there's a yeah, I, it there, there's a section towards the end, maybe like three quarters, eighty percent of the way through, where it does a pretty big uh, story dump on you, and it does it majority through um, audio logs and and written logs. So it's it's a little sluggish for that, and it it's a lot of information. I would have liked them to have spread that part out, mm -hmm. uh, but overall, that, that it's a it's a fantastic game. Um, it, it's, it's surprisingly emotional, especially towards the end. Like it, it really kind of hooked me that way. Okay. Um, and and yeah, like the, this trailer for for the sequel, it, it looked gorgeous. It looked absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, it, I I'm looking forward to see to seeing more of it. Um, that's not a game that's out anytime soon. It seems. Uh, I I would. I, if I had to hazard a guess, I would imagine end of next year seems like a reasonable bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, that, that trailer, it was, it was just beautiful. If that's what that game looks like when I'm playing it, man, that is, that's going to be something to, to it's going to be a sight to see. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to playing that. It's another one. I find I gotta go get myself another PlayStation four to, to play some of these titles, especially since the last of us two is launching on Friday. Um, 
But another title that was shown off in the PlayStation 5 Live reveal was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, this has been confirmed as a standalone game. However, the rumor on it is it's going to, only going to be having around a 20-hour campaign, and it's likely going to be receiving the same kind of treatment that Unta uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. If any of you guys remember that title when it came out, received where it launched, I believe, at $49.99 Canadian. So that's where that is where the rumor of this title available as of holiday 2020 is currently sitting um yeah that, that's where it has right now a standalone game 20 hours miles morales 49.99 canadian holiday 2020 what do you think there alex i like i did see this trailer i will say that <laughs> I did it. I did like what I see, but when you mentioned that forty nine ninety nine, twenty hours of gameplay, probably it's probably one of those things. It's like a taste of things to come, and if they were to add on and keep pushing content for this game for a reasonable price DLC, then it might be worth the investment. Because normally a game is like what seventy nine ninety nine ish. So if you get it for forty nine ninety nine and each content's like what five, ten, fifteen bucks and it gives you more hours on end, then I think it will be worth it. As mm -hmm. long as the developers don't screw it up, then I think everything will be fine. What do you think, Wes? Uh I wasn't I wasn't tremendously surprised by by this one. Um some of the early on uh tech presentations that Sony had given about the PS five uh, specifically with how quickly the the SSD can stream data, uh, they they were consistently showing Spider-Man, um, so, and one of the the big challenges that that game has is that as you know, there's a limit to how fast you can allow the player to move through the world because mm -hmm. it has to unload and load new stuff in on the fly as you are literally swinging around the city. Um, so one of the, the things they had shown as a tech demo was, hey, let's speed Spider-Man up to ludicrous speeds and show you that you're, you're not outpacing how quickly data can come off the, the drive. Wow. Uh, so it wasn't too surprising to see them kind of take that and, and flesh it out. Um, I was a little surprised to see that they were going to do it as, uh, Miles Morales and not just like straight up a remaster of, of Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd almost, I'd almost like to just see a full game of Miles, or just do like an Enter the Spider Verse style game, mm -hmm. and and as a full game, you know, I, the my my biggest takeaway from that seemed to be that their launch lineup might be very very light, uh, since they were very much touting that it's coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe that their launch lineup is going to be rather light. Uh, we've got two, uh, three other major titles I want to talk about here real quick. Um, the first one being Resident Evil 8 Village has been announced. Looks really awesome. Looks very scary based up in the colder, uh, colder northern regions. Um, uh, release date is right now scheduled to be sometime in 2021. What do you think, Wes? Uh, this was one that I was super excited about. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil games. Um, and yeah, I, I the the village was a name that had been floating around for a little bit. Uh, so to to actually see the game, to 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 see something of it was very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely want to see more. Uh, I like that. That was one of the the. I, it wasn't a huge surprise because Capcom had announced that they were going to do a, uh, some sort of Resident Evil reveal around the tenth. This is what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, there wasn't the shock of like, oh my god, there's a new Resident Evil, but it was so nice to see it, and so nice to see it coming back, and, and a new adventure, and that kind of thing, um, that yeah, I was just like, yeah, okay, awesome, this trailer's cool, I'm in, let's <laughs> let's get this, I want, yeah. I, want, I want a date now. Right? What do you believe, Alex? I agree with Wes, I've enjoyed Resident Evil, my first Resident Evil game was Resident Evil 4 for PS2, and once I saw... The village, um, Resident Evil Village. I'm thinking, all right. I'm literally my hands were shaking while hearing and going through it. Like they've done a great job with the presentation mm -hmm. of the trailer, and Chris Redfield coming back was a big shock to me. And he doesn't look as bulky as he did in seven when he was like destroy or sorry five sorry five. He was punching Boulder into the volcano <laughs> or what have you. 
but uh, I did enjoy the presentation and I am excited to see Resident Evil and I want to see what more they have to offer. You know, uh, one more question, sorry, before I go, and I'm going to ask um, both of you this. Ethan was the guy's name. Was that the main protagonist for Seven? Uh, yes. Is this a sequel to, like a true sequel to Seven then? Uh, that's my understanding. Um, I haven't played a lot of Seven. I've only played a little bit of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, my, my understanding is this is, this is a, a sequel to Seven rather yeah. than picking up off, off of any of the other previous ones. It's definitely going to be on my radar to pick up uh, when I get a PS5 eventually. Sorry, honey, if you're watching this, but I would like to get a PS5. Shocking. Shocker. Pretty sure she's already accounted for that in the budget this year. <laughs> uh, so we got two more up here, folks. Uh, this is one that we had all talked about that we figured we were going to see. A racing game, Gran Turismo 7. Is going to be returning. Uh, no release date was given. Gameplay with tons of gameplay was shown, and man, I love racing games because they look so beautiful, and I find they're the games that take the best advantage of the graphics. And this one has not disappointed at all. What did you get a chance to see it, Alex? I have, yes, and I feel that every Sony launch there is a Gran Turismo game, and each time we've seen Gran Turismo, it's just like, is this an actual car commercial that I'm watching? <laughs> And it looks so beautiful from the revving of the engines, like the sound of it, to the presentation of each car. It's just beautiful. What are you, Wes? Uh, yeah, it, it looked gorgeous. Um, like it, 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 I, I feel like they are maybe lagging behind the Forza series a little bit. Um, it just in terms of like, I, the, I played uh, Forza Horizon 2 and, and, had not touched a Forza since Forza Four, yeah, and absolutely loved Horizon Two. So that it, I was shocked at just how much fun I had with that. Uh, Gran Turismo had I'd sort of fallen off that series over the last few iterations of it, uh, but yeah, I mean it, it it's an absolutely beautiful game. They they do such a good job of uh, like having that attention to detail, like. Uh, it, it, I I would say almost a crazy amount of detail mm -hmm. where they were talking in previous iterations of of you know they they were taking microphones out to record the car and that sort of thing. I was like, that's that's kind of crazy. Oh man! But uh, what I mean, if you want to be authentic, that's what you got to do, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see it coming back. Hopefully, it can come in a more timely fashion because mm. those games have not been known to release quickly no they have not so hopefully hopefully we can see that within the first year or so of, of that uh that system's launch and and really kind of get people to have that showpiece to say like look look at what this thing can do i really agree with you on the forza um you know with project gotham racing having been the competitor on xbox 360 xbox and xbox 360 against gran turismo uh, rising up there and then for all of a sudden Forza kind of Forza Motorsport came onto the scene there in 360 and it really took off um, I've been consecutively playing the Forza series 5, 6, 7 and then Hor uh, Horizon 1, 2 and 3 and I definitely have to say that I think you're I, I agree with you 100% and that Forza to me is just like watching the, watching the Grand Turismo 7 reveal trailer to me, it looked like I was watching a Forza trailer that I'd already seen. Um, as in, a lot of the stuff there that I was that I was visually watching, I feel like Forza has already gone and done. Um, I'm not sure if you already knew this or not, but I know that Forza has already taken microphones out of the car engines. I know they, they, do, they do that. And then they actually do another thing where... In order for them to have like the authentic racing, the authentic course, they went around snap frame by frame every like, okay, every sure. course, and yeah. they've used that I think continually going forward as like a framework to build off. But yeah, like the I was I watched a documentary the one time on it earlier. You know, it was like a little mini mock ten fifteen documentary, and uh, it was just like the, the amount of extensive work that Turn Ten has gone into the Forza series to make them the games that they are is just stupid um i mean forza horizon 3 i mean i don't know if grand turismo 7 is going to have a full seasonal weather like grand theft auto or 
Forza Horizon 3 does. It's on the Game Pass too. You should, uh, you should, you should give that one a whirl there, Wes. Um, that might have been the one I was playing. I yeah, yeah maybe it's, it's whatever one is on Game Pass. Yeah, it's got yeah. the season. Well, yeah, like gorgeous game. I mean, like, like, you're, like what do you what do you mean? I can go through like it's winter, it's summer, it's fall, it's spring, and it, like every season's beautiful. It's oh, and it's like and it was beautiful and like like legitimately affected the drive. Yeah, like, like when I was driving in snow, I was like, oh man, I'm so glad I live in Canada because I know how to control this car. Right, but if I lived in like you know, California or somewhere that doesn't get snow, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Right. How do I do this? Rain yeah, too. Yeah. I felt the rain yeah, was yeah, really good. Yeah. Rain affected it. Like all of that. It was, it was, yeah, it, it that, that game was one that I, the, the horizon series has always seemed like the one that they've, they've gone out and kind of played with, Yeah, you know, like done the experimentation with. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, it'll be interesting to see, how Gran Turismo responds to to what they've done with with the Forza series, mm-hmm. um, you know, beyond just the graphics, like like the the lighting and that sort of thing in the Gran Turismo trailer looked unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I do want to point it out that all of these were thirty frame per second, ten eighty p video. Like I I want to see what these games look like when they're four K, hopefully sixty frames per second. You know, I I want to see them in that scenario as well mm-hmm. so we got one last game for tonight and this one is going to be a little bit of a fun and quirky one uh ratchet and clank or sorry ratchet and clank rift apart was announced now this one is looking like what they have with the portals going on is that is their loading screen they're going between worlds that we saw that is what they're aiming to be as their loading screens um which when you were talking about that uh, spider-man moving around them speeding up spider-man for the loading of the data to come through that just immediately got me thinking right there with you know what they're doing with Ratchet and Clank to the same degree where I really think that this generation we're going to see the elimination of the loading screen. It's just going to be that flow right into the game. You know, you're not going to be sitting there waiting for all the assets to load all the time unless you're like you're completely. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe just you know you never will have to have them sit there in the loading screen. But uh, at the very least, Ratchet and Clank is looking to take that. Down. What do you think, Wes? I, I I agree. Like I when I saw the you know the the rift jumping or whatever you want to call it, like uh, I I immediately thought that I was like, oh hey, like this is a this is a tech demo thing. This is look how quickly we can load an entire environment, an entirely different environment from the one you were just in. Yeah. Um, that that yeah that that's exactly what I thought as well as. Is is this is this is streaming data off the SSD super fast? Check this out, guys. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I the the game looked fun. Like it looked like I was watching gameplay. That you know that was the first one that they showed, and I was like, oh, thank God, you're actually showing what a game is is like on this yeah. thing, as opposed to you know in-engine representational footage. Um, it was just it was nice to see an actual game being played mm-hmm. what do you think there alex well with the elimination of loading screens like the ps5 looks like it's reading 5.5 gigabytes of read bandwidth which is fantastic so well there goes my bathroom breaks or my water breaks right there yeah <laughs> you go right through right through to the game and just the presentation that Ratchet and Clank has brought to the PS5, it looks so polished and it looked very fluid. The gameplay that they've demonstrated looked great just by showing it. Um, what else could I say about it? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. This is the last Ratchet. The last Ratchet and Clank game was on PS3 officially, and they just remade it on PS4, the PS3 version, I think it was. So I just feel that it's a good time to bring back. Uh, a Ratchet and Clank game, and what a way to bring it back in this kind of fashion. Speaking of which, too, in fashion, they also have now have a female uh, version of Ratchet. Uh, I don't think there's really a lot known on her. I didn't get, I, I was not able to catch her name, but it looks like you are now going to be able to possibly play as two, or maybe a choose your own. Do you want to play as male? Do you want to play as female? Um, I've always been a fan of, of those options in games. I'm not really not really a fan of like a rigid you need to play this this person i i always like having that you should be able to choose like like mass effect you know the way mass effect did it choosing your commander shepherd still shepherd you're still commander shepherd but you get to kind of 
make some choices as to your commander Seth Shepard. Um, that is it though for tonight here on Player to Player, where we talk every week about the weekly gaming news and we also talk about one major uh, topic, and that tonight was the PlayStation 5 reveal. Hope you all have enjoyed our talk, and if you're listening to this over on either uh, YouTube, uh, one of our Twitch pre-broadcasts, or over on uh, Anchor, uh, make sure to tune in every Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. here at twitch.tv slash northerners. You'll be able to catch us. Normally, it's me, Wes, Will, uh, Will, and Danny, but today we are joined by Alex as the other two are unfortunately not able to make it here tonight. It's great having you with us, Alex. Always great chatting. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really fun and educational. All right. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, thank you all for tuning in again next Monday. You'll be able to catch us and we'll be diving into something meaty. There's bound to be some good stuff. There's a lot of competition. The market's starting to heat up. I know that Microsoft has an event coming out within the next week or two. So we'll have a big discussion based off that soon. Maybe even next week we'll do a little bit of Xbox versus uh, uh, Microsoft versus Sony. I know, Wes, you, you were talking about earlier wanting to get me on that one. Maybe that's what we'll do next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I, I really want to hear kind of what, what you, the, the way you view it as, as more of an Xbox guy. So For sure. You know what? That's what we'll do next week. So you never even know what our topic is. Next week we're going to be talking about PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X. Sony versus Microsoft. Which console will you be choosing? Both? One? None? We'll find out. And again, that'll be next Monday from 9 to 10. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And everyone, have a great night.